Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Man, Luke 13, I'm going to start at verse number 10 in your hearing this morning. And read down through verse number 17. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit. Everybody said a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when she saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doeth not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom, everybody said, Satan hath bound, Lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all of his adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the word. I thank you, Lord, for your presence in this house that I feel overflowing right now. Speak, O God, through my lips of clay to encourage, to strengthen, Lord, your saints this morning. For we need that this morning. We need that encouragement. We need that strength. I ask a dear God, and I'm dependent on you this morning, In that wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Would you clap your hands as you're seated? If I could this morning for a while, I want to speak to you on this subject. It's something that's been, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, eating at me, but it's something that's been on my mind and my soul has been stirred for some time. I want to speak on the spirit of infirmity. The spirit of infirmity. The word infirmity there means weakness. It can not only be spiritual weakness, but can be weakness also of the body. It can be a natural thing. It can be a spiritual thing. We find in our scripture today that this lady, the Bible said, had a spirit of infirmity. 
I want you to understand this morning that it does not say she was demon-possessed. She was not demon-possessed. But she had a spirit of infirmity. It was an oppression of the enemy, Brother Terry, if you please, that was upon her. How many have ever felt that oppression? Then it was so heavy that it affected her body. Understand this now. I want to... I want to build this groundwork that you understand that this lady as really having a natural, amen, uh, affliction. It was beyond that. She was not demon-possessed. But the Bible said she had a spirit of infirmity. She was oppressed of the enemy. It was so heavy that it affected her body. Come on. It was a spirit so heavy that it affected her body. How many times has the enemy come along and placed something upon you that was so heavy that it affected you physically? Well, I don't know about you, but I've been there a lot of times. I want to preach about that. I want to encourage you in the Lord this morning. The Bible said that Satan had bound her with this spirit so long that her body the longer she had it, I want you to get a picture. The longer that she had this spirit of infirmity, the more her body began to bow. Oh, glory. Oh, I'm feeling Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. She was bowing, bowing more all the time to the earth. Her, her head became downward and more downward till all she could look to brother freddie was the earth there was no way that she could look heavenly she was bowed to the earth she was bowed to look at the earthly she could not raise herself to look heavenly glory come on now she could not look heavenly amen and satan amen has had her in this condition for 18 years. Come on now. Come on, this is a spirit of infirmity. And we think sometimes that we got things to deal with when we go through a week or two of seemingly tribulations and Satan attacks us and maybe keeps us down for a month. Have you ever noticed that the longer that stays with you, the more you bow? Come on. And it seems like you pray and you pray and there's not an answer that comes. Come on, 18 years, 18 long years, this woman has come to church. Oh, come on now. Stay with me a little while. She knew the promises. She was restrained from what her soul really needed. Come on. She was not bound, amen, by affliction, if you please, only by Satan. She frequented the house of God because they recognized her. Come on. Hallelujah. Even in her condition, she frequented the house of God. Glory. But I want you to notice something that even though she went to the house of God, she did not and could not feel liberty. 
She walked in there and she was still bound and she must have walked out time after time, Brother Mike, and she was still bound, could not lift her head up. She's, she's getting, you notice the more you bow down, the harder it is to walk. And she just kept getting bent over and it wasn't getting any better. And she made frequent stops every time the church doors was open. She was there, but she was getting none better. In this shape for 18 years, I want to tell you, we haven't been through tribulation yet. Come on. We have not been attacked yet. Usually there's little itches of, of, of deliverance that we get in between times. We come to church. We get a little blessing. We get to feeling better. And then maybe later in the week, a devil will hit us again. This lady was bowed and could not look up. Glory. Hallelujah. She desired to feel the liberty of God, but she could not even in the house of God. I'm wanting this sink in. I'm going to preach here a little bit. I want, I'm, I'm building a foundation because I want us to realize that where we're at, we don't have to stay. We can get out. Come on, the Holy Ghost is given. And Jesus passed this thing down to the church. And he said, well, I want you to know that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Come on. And he said, greater things than these shall ye do. That means, everybody said us. That means we got the power to do it. We don't have to stay bowed before Satan. I'm sorry. We can get loose from the situation that we're in. Come on. Even though we're going through trials and tribulations, we do not have to be bowed to Satan and not be able to look up to God. There is deliverance for the children of God. There is deliverance for that child of God. We can be set free. Glory. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 17 says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit, everybody said the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Everybody said there is liberty. Say there is liberty in the house. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. And all of hell and all of his imps cannot keep us bowed down in the presence of God. There is a way out. There is a way that we can get past this. Glory. Hallelujah. And I want to I wanna bring us soberly to the throne of grace this morning as I began to think about 18 years of coming to the house of God and bent over and bowed and it seemed like every time she come probably Satan attack her again and she go away more bound till finally there is no even you know after a while you can't even get your neck straight and so you can't even look you can't even see who's before you come on now and we take this spirit of God that we've got in our presence for granted that it's just always going to be there in fact we get so callous to it though it takes an overflow of the Holy Ghost before we can feel anything I'm sorry but this church did not used to be that way come on 
I can remember the time that you walk through the doors and you start singing a song. And before you know it, somebody's going to be circling the church. Nobody asked them to. Nobody had to tell them to. You know what? It was the Spirit of God. We felt the liberty. We celebrated the liberty. You know what? It's not that there's not liberty in the house. We don't celebrate the liberty anymore. And the more we don't celebrate it, the more Satan is going to bow us where we can't worship God. Oh, my. Hallelujah. I'm feeling this. Thank you, Jesus. Let me remind you. Don't don't chide the low spirit. Don't chide the low-spirited. Don't, 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 don't talk about them. Come on. Let, let, let's, not, let's not say, well, I don't understand so-and-so. Man, they're just not doing nothing. They're saying, hey, it could be you. It could be me, church. Come on. 18 years, this lady went to the house of God, and it wasn't that she liked being there. She couldn't get loose. But we have the power to get loose. She was not filled with the Holy Ghost. But this morning, I don't know about you, but I got the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of me. I've got the power through the name of Jesus to be loosed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This woman could in no wise lift herself up. I said she could in no wise help herself. Your spiritual infirmity can be as real as a physical one. I said your spiritual infirmity can be just as real as a physical one. I I know I'm preaching slow. That's all right. I want it to sink in. Glory. I want us to realize where we're at and the power that God has given us. Hallelujah. Can I say that it, it can be real and realistic physically, but in fact it affects your, your physical body. The spirit of infirmity affects your physical body. If I can say it, depression is of the enemy, and it's nothing more than an infirmity. It is a weakness that attacks us, and Satan knows where to attack us at. He knows it's terrible, but he knows where our weak spots are at. And he will drive them home to you every time. Brother Pat, the old weak spot's your family right now. And he's going he's gonna to attack you every time and drag you down through the family. Any, anybody there? It ain't just Brother Pat. How many of your family affects you? And it becomes greater than just a spiritual attack. You began to mourn over that, and it begins to bother you. You become depressed 
because of your family. And after a while, I have noticed people that are under that for a while, Brother Terry, maybe not physically, but they come in bent over. And they're not walking very good. They're not very excited anymore. Come on. He's taken part of your enthusiasm away from you. You, you were so vibrant and, and wanted to see the church grow. And you was, you was I'm going to take you back. I'm going to remind you of some things. I remember, amen, when we were talking about even taking this church. That it was not a problem even in the middle church, Brother Terry and, and Brother Freddie, right before we came to this church. It was not a problem to say, how many of you will uh, dedicate some money to that? How many of you will every month dedicate something to that? And it was not hard because people were excited. They had come and they had seen it and they were excited about this church and, and what we could do in Mount Carmel. They were excited about it. And people say, hey, I'll, I'll give this much every month. And they signed it, put their name on this, and they handed it in. But you know what? Every year that has began to decrease. My God, I know. I'm getting, I know that. All right, if you've got to take your shoes, the shoes off and rub your toes a little, that's all right, but I'm going to step on them this morning. Come on, church, it's time for us to get out of the bent-over attitude and the bent-over spirit. Come on, it's time for us to turn loose of the spirit of infirmity. We've got power, Brother Terry, and authority over that. We don't have to put up with the devil bowing us down anymore. I can be loosed of that thing. We didn't have to worry about the payments every month because people had already put her out. It was ready. And as the years went by, the first thing you know, we're drawn out of the general account a little more every month to help pay that. And it's getting more every time. Every year it's getting worse. You know what? If we're not careful, I think we come in with all this spirit and and ready to do something, and we run out of juice real quick. You know why? Because the more that you try, and the more that you come against the devil, the more he's going to try to bend you over. Come on. Let me tell you, when you get close to God, the enemy's going to try his best to bow you over before him. He's going he's gonna to break loose all of hell and throw everything that he's got at you to try to get you down. But I'm here to tell you, in the face of trouble and sickness and heartaches and trials, we can be loose from this thing. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me preach. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've become... We become so accustomed to the presence of God that it takes a supernatural presence of God for us to realize that he's here. Brother Cox, I remember a time we was raising our children. It was at home church. I worked at the power plant. A man that worked with me we had had a special singing. It was just, it was just, a, it was just a singing. It was just a group that we had come in to. It was a singing. That's all it was. And we had some people come in, anointed singers, to sing. 
And I invited him. And he come that night. And uh, after service, and uh, you know, because we, we become accustomed sometimes to the presence of God, uh, you or I, I'm, I said, you know, I put my place there too. I'm, I'm in the middle of this, okay? I'm not preaching something that I have not been attacked by. So he come in, and when he went after that service to us, Sister McGill was the ordinary service. Nobody, I don't remember anybody running the aisles that night, particularly, or I've seen hands raised, people raise and worship, but it was, it was a service, not an extraordinary service, but a service, we thought. But when that guy come to me after church, he said, man, there was a power of God in this place tonight. He said, I felt it just like shaking this church. And I thought, whoa, God help me. Lord, I need to pray again. I need to seek you again. Because we have become so calloused to the presence of God that our spiritual feelers isn't out anymore. Satan has bowed us to the place and he has bound us to where we can no longer feel the presence of God. We can't worship anymore. He's got us bowed so low that all we can do is sit on our seat without worship, without praise on him. I wonder what it'd be if we'd break loose in here this morning and say, I'm going to give God praise. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what I'm facing. I'm going to worship God with my whole heart. I've got the feeling that God would set some people free in this place this morning. Glory. Hallelujah. It's as real as a physical disability. Hallelujah. It's obvious to us that the Lord thought of this woman no different than that oxen that was tied or that ass, that ass that was tied. And he said, he, 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 told, he told the priest, he told, he told the leaders in the synagogue, he said, you know, they said, hey, you, this lady shouldn't be healed on the Sabbath. There's, there's six days, and you can come in here on any of the one of those six days and be healed, but not on the Sabbath. Nobody's still supposed to be healed on the Sabbath. What a crazy law. What stupidity. You know, but it's all right for them to take their ox, untie them and take them out and get them a drink of water and let them eat a little while and take them back. But this poor woman that's been bowed for 18 years with a spirit of infirmity that she's not supposed to be loosed. Somebody comes in that's you know, they're fairly new. You know, they may not look like you do or I do. They're just working on it. They've come in, and there's, can I tell you that they're second chair Christians, that they're, 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 they've, they've received God. There's just a lot of baggage hanging on. They're not planning on staying there. Come on. Come on, let me, let me stay here a while. I'm going to work on this. But if we're not careful, you know, they get up and they worship, you know, lift their hands and praise God. And somebody, what in the world are they doing? Bless God, they don't even have the Holy Ghost. Well, that gives them all the more right to worship God. 
Yes, sir. Keep on worshiping. Because as you worship, the Holy Ghost is poured out. Come on. The worshipers is the ones that receive. Oh, I got, I got to go here. I, I wouldn't play. It's not in my notes. But I want to tell you, worship goes farther than praise. See, praise is just thanking God for what he's done, what he is, and who he is. When you go to worship, it starts thanking God for who he is. Come on. Realizing that he's God, that we are man, our infrailities in the presence of his gloriousness. It goes beyond that. We begin to worship the holy king. It's no longer praise. We've got past the praise, and now we've got into worship. Because the word worship means he's worthy of worship. He's worthy of our thankfulness unto him. I realize when we worship, we realize who God really is. Praise the Lord. So Jesus tells him, said, this woman is no different than your ox that's tied up. He said, this woman has been tied up for 18 years. She hadn't been loose for 18 years. And I can imagine knowing the Lord, he probably put them hypocrites to, you know, to running because he said, hey, I can, I can even imagine and take this story a little farther because Brother Cox, he probably said, you know, she's come to your services week after week and none of you've loosened her. She's went home and she's more bowed down than she was a week ago because she come into this all, this bound atmosphere that you've got all your laws laid out and Lord help that anybody would break your man-made laws. But he said, I've come in to, for the spirit of liberty to fill this tabernacle and I've come in to set her free so she can get what she's been coming for for 18 years. She's been bound, but today she's gonna be loosed. I'm telling somebody in here this morning, you may have come in, you're bound, but God wants to loosen you before you leave this place. This little girl right here, she don't come in bound. You ever watched her? After a little, she starts out kind of slow, you know. And then you can see her. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to down one minute how you come in the door. I don't think you ought to leave the same way you came in. If I come in the north gate, then I want to leave the south gate. Come on. And if I come in the south gate, I want to leave the north gate. Come on. Come on, church. I don't know about you. When I come to church, I plan on getting delivered before I leave here. Come on. I want a presence of God to move in me and shake me, Brother James. I want to be a worshiper. I may be coming, come in a praiser, but I want to leave a worshiper. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said it was all right for you to lead the oxen and get them a drink, but it's not all right for this woman to have a drink. Honey, she needs an overflow. She don't need a drink. Something we need to see in this story. Satan had done a great deal to this lady. 
man, Bishop, you're giving a lot of, yeah, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I said, Satan had done a great deal to this lady. But I want to remind you, there is a sentence following this that you don't want to miss. But he had done all he could do. I said, Satan had done a great deal to this lady, but he had done all that he could do. <laughs> he can smite, but he cannot slay. All this lady could see was the ground. She couldn't look up. Everything seemed against her. Come on. Time only pressed her more downward. Oh. Can anybody relate to where she was? The tribulation, the trial, only pressed her downward. Before long, she'd be crawling in. She couldn't even walk. Come on. I believe there are people in this church who have not been able to look heavenly for some time. Come on. Satan has kept you bowed down to the earth. Oh, what a sad thing. Come on. Hallelujah. Can anybody relate to her? Come on. Anybody relate to where she's at? Eight, I know you may not be able to relate 18 years, but I'm going to tell you, you can relate to where she's at. Oh, oh Jesus. Satan kept her bowed down to the earth. Oh, you can't. Come on, there's some people in here this morning that can't even raise your eyes toward Jesus because of all the trials, the temptations, and what you're going through right now. But I want to tell you, there is a way. You do not have to stay where you're at this morning. Hallelujah. When a believer is smitten, come on. When a Christian, when a Holy Ghost-filled person is smitten, they are not always in the mood to be reasonable. I, the Lord, see, and I know where you're at. Can I say that I've even been where you're at? I know what you are facing. I know that your eyes have been bowed down to look to the earth and the things of earth. But I have come into your presence this morning that ye may be loosed, that your eyes may be lifted toward me. Oh, Oh, that you could see my glory. Yea, it may have been a while since you have been to see me. It may have been a while since you have been able to look up. But I, the Lord, have come to loosen those that are bound. I have come to set you free. I've come to lift your eyes. 
unto the hills from whence cometh thy help. For am not I still Lord? Am not I still God? Do not I hold the universe together? Yea, I say, do I not hold even you in the palm of my hand that no man shall pluck thee out? Yea, I have come to set thee free from thine infirmity, saith the Lord, that thou can rejoice in my house and be free, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallo, Boshat. Hallo, Boshat. Hallo, Oh, let's I'm going to tell you, when we're attacked, we're not always reasonable people. Hallelujah. See, because what happens when we get in this condition, Brother Terry, is we start looking for somebody to wallow with us in your down-spirited condition. Come on. Oh, yeah. 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 You don't need somebody to scold you and tell you what you need to do. You need somebody to say, not even say a word and get in your position. For a while and not say anything. Bible proof? Okay, I'll do that. Let's go to Job chapter number 2. Let's talk about Job's friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when Job's three friends had heard of all this evil that was come upon him, they came every one from his own place. Eliaphaz, the Temanite, Bilidad, the Shunanite, and Zor, and Zophar, the Namanite, for he had made an appointment, for they had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him. Verse 12, And when they had lifted up their eyes afar off, they knew him not. They lifted up their voice and wept, and they ran every one his mantle and sprinkled some dust upon their heads toward heaven. And they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights. And none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Brother Pat, get down here on the floor, brother. Just, just sit down here, brother. You know what? Sometimes all that person needs is somebody to just sit down. Don't have to say nothing. You just need to mourn with them a while. You need to get in their position. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach a little while. I want you to understand that you cannot get in their position without compassion. You cannot get in their position without the love of God. If you don't have those two things, then you better stay away from them. Because you're not going to encourage them if you don't find a way to get in their position. I'm telling you, church, we need to get in the position of some people that's come in our midst that are downtrodden. Come on. That are bent over by the infirmity of Satan. Satan has bound them so. It's not that they want to sit there. But they sit there because they can't get up. 
We need to get where they're at for a while and realize what they're going through. The best thing I can do is say a silent prayer and say, brother, we can make it. I don't care how much the family drags you down. Brother Pat, you're going to have glory. Come on, you're going to have, you're going to be victorious, not through yourself, but through him. Come on. I may have to waller a while, and I may have to have others that will visit me and get in on my position for a while. Eighteen long years, this lady walked through the house of God, and nobody had compassion on her. Nobody got in her position to help her. They only bent her lower and lower till she couldn't get up. I'm telling you, church, we need to help our brother and sister up. Come on. Yeah, we need to get them in the rough right position. We need to worship with them. When they start worshiping, we need to worship. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. There shouldn't be nobody come to this altar and have to pray alone. There should be nobody standing up here and praying alone. Come on. If they're my family and they are. Whether you like it or not, I'm your fam. Whether you, whether you count me as your brother and sister or not, I am, and I'm counting you as my brother and sister. And I need you, and you need me. I pour into you, and you pour into me. You know when you pour into me? When I'm preaching, I hear somebody saying, Amen, hallelujah, or stand up and do it. That makes me know, hey, honey, you're pouring into me and I'm going to preach it harder than I've ever preached in my life. I'll probably get done quicker. Come on, church. We need to get in their position where they're at. Waller with them a while. Hallelujah. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not very good people when we get down. Come on, when a believer's really smitten, when they thought they had it all together and they had it all figured out, and all at once Satan starts bowing them, you know, ever ever say, come in, well, I'm going to worship tonight, and you're looking like this, and the next thing you know is... And everybody's saying, man, what's the matter with them? Well, you need to get in their position a while. When they come in, you need to bow down with them for a while. You need to realize, come on now, if we really realize where they are at 5 o'clock, 5.15, I'm sorry, on Sunday evening our prayer room men would be full. But because somebody hadn't got a hold of all of it yet, of what it really means to be a leader in your family, I'm going to tell you the men as leaders in their family, until we learn how to get here at quarter after 5 and pray and seek God, come on now. Oh yeah, come on church, let's get down to prayer. You know, that's why we had church. That's why we used to have church. It's because there was prayer going on. There was praise going on. There was worship going on. Come on. We didn't know what it was to get together and nothing happened. We got together and everything happened. I don't like to back paddle and go to the past, but sometimes you have to remind the past so we can come to where we're at in the future. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.
We can't scold them. Come on, we just need to get in their position. Hallelujah. Whoo, glory. Sometimes every nerve in that person's body is already quivering in agony because they don't like where they're at. There's not a depressed person that likes where they're at. There's nobody that wants to stay in depression. It's not a good feeling. Nobody likes it. It gives you that feeling that I don't care whether I get up or not. I don't want to do anything through the day. There's no energy. There's no excitement. There's no enthusiasm. There is nobody that likes that position. And, the, and, 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 and sometimes if we're not careful with our words, we tear them down instead of build them up. They need somebody to understand where they're at. Come on. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. We need some people that will sit down and get in their position a while. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every nerve is already quivering in agony. They don't need a scolding. They need understanding. Many times a memory, and this is, you, you tell me if this is not true. Many times a memory of happy, happier days before only brings you lower because you remember how things anybody been there when you remember how things used to be and it aggravates you to no end come on anybody didn't come on am i the one that's ever been there that you get aggravated because you know how how you used to feel and how the presence of god just overflowed and you remember how that it seemed like that you could speak to people and 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 just somehow that god would speak through you and the next thing you know they were in on the sitting on the church pew you know that was a good feeling that was a good time but many times when satan attacks us with the spirit of infirmity we forget all about those things come on we never remember those things satan is not going to bring them to your memory those are good things that could encourage you and strengthen you in your time of need so he's not going to encourage you with those things he just wants to bend you over some more hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The happier days only deepens the present gloom. There's no room to see the wisdom or the fairness in your dilemma. Am I right? There's no reasoning among you. You're not looking for an answer, really. And you don't want anybody to tell you the answer. You don't want to be scolded. No, don't want to be. Come on. I need understanding. I need to understand your dilemma. The common danger in this situation is to sink into a stupor. Or worse, maybe give way to despair. Been there? When you felt like just throwing in the towel. How many of you? You were bowed down. You couldn't see any good. Come on. You, 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 you. It wasn't that you wanted to, but you couldn't see any good in anybody. You know why? Because you couldn't look up. Satan had you bound for 18 years. Come on. A spirit of infirmity on you that you could not straighten up. In your weakness, you kept getting bowed over instead of straightened up. You went to the house of God time after time, seeking after an answer. Yet the answer didn't come, but it seemed like bowing down came. Oh, Jesus. And Bishop, you're preaching different. 
numbness settles in upon the soul while the load on you is heavy and the body and the mind are weary the mind don't think right the body is broken weak no way out anybody been there? no way out hopeless helpless no answer let me remind you even though the pain of a Christian's life reaches the very presence of God it nevertheless has its foot in the very abyss of hell come on let me say it again I said our knowledge our pain the pain of a Christian's life reaches to the presence of God and it does but it also has its foot in the very abyss of hell. Come on. Pain weakens you. Come on. The things of the world, the cares of life, weaken you till you're bowed down. Come on, church. And it seems like in that hour, Brother Terry, that we have trouble submitting to God. You know, we, we, we talk about Him and we pray we read our word. I'm not saying that it isn't being done. Come on. 24-7, I hope. You know. At least 24 minutes. Prayer and Bible reading combined each day. I hope that's going on. I hope you haven't quit that. 24-7. That's, this year. that's what this year is all about. 24 minutes. That's not much. 24 minutes of time of reading the word of God and in prayer every day. Hallelujah. Yet that person that's in that place, even though they're praying, even though they're reading, come on. Even though they're paying their tithes, come on. Even though they're showing up for service after service and not missing, come on. They cannot get loosed from this spirit of infirmity that's upon them. I've said even the last year or two, this church has been, had a spirit of infirmity that's hanging over them. It seems like the sickness has got a hold and we cannot shake it loose. It comes around in the family once and twice and three times. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of it. I talked to a pastor friend of mine up north and he said, Brother McGee, I used to question because we've been here before church, even in the first church, second church. We've been here before. In that spirit of infirmity has tried to hang over us, but we shuck it off. But this time we're having trouble shaking it off. He said, Brother McGee, I used to question when you'd say that people were sick and all of that in the church. I used to question it. He said, but Brother McGee, I'm there. I know what you was going through. I understand now where you're at. I have never, ever seen so much sickness in my life. He said, I spend my time running to the hospitals, visiting homes, praying for the sick. It's always something after something after something. Come on, you been there? This year you've been there? I'm tired of sickness. I'm talking about the spirit of infirmity that wants to bend you and break you eventually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our wisdom and our knowledge has been tainted by Satan's pain. That he has afflicted upon us. 
Yeah, I'm going to say it again. I said our wisdom and knowledge have been tainted by Satan's pain that he's afflicted upon us. It's a spirit of infirmity. Glory. It's not really physical, but yet it is. It's a spiritual thing going on. The Lord showed me that some year, a year or so ago that there was a spirit of infirmity that was in our midst. That the enemy was just trying us and trying us and trying us. I don't know about you, but you, you think, well, whoa, I wish he'd get tired and just leave. But he's not. We're going to have to rebuke him. Hallelujah. Our eyes have been drawn so much to our body. And it's hurting. Come on. Even in the spiritual. That we can't seem to get loose to look up to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on. We have trouble looking up. And I'm here this morning to tell somebody that thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Come on. It's time to feel freedom again. Come on. You don't have to be bound like this. Come on. I don't have to be. Come on. If all power is given unto him in heaven and earth, then he's given that to me. Are we not children of God? Come on. Did we not inherit his promises? It has become our promise now that he says that greater things than these shall ye do. He said, James, you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Come on. Yeah. You can drink any deadly thing. Not on purpose, but you can drink any deadly thing. Brother Terry, and it will not hurt you. For I've given you the power to bind and to loose. Come on. I've given you power over all the powers of hell. Come on, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Come on, everybody said, that's me. I'm part of his kingdom. I'm part of this church. His kingdom is within me now. This is now the temple. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. Satan, you're a liar. Glory. I'm going to leave here this morning different than I came in. I'm going to have more victory when I leave here than I did when I come in. Come on, we got two times today, so we can, we can have victory this morning, and we can have victory tonight. Now remember, next, next week's Easter, and it's the fifth Sunday, so there won't be no night service. It'll only be morning. Somebody looked at your neighbor and said, Thou art loosed. Brother Pat, thou art loosed. You don't have to be bound. Thou art loosed. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you even imagine what this woman felt like to straighten up? Glory. Bible said he prayed for her and she laid his hands on her. Immediately she was made straight. Made straight. First time in 18 years she could actually stand straight. First time in 18 years, Brother Terry, she could raise her hands. First time in 18 years that she could look heavenly. First time in 18 years, Brother Mike, that she had hope. 
Wasn't because she didn't go to church. She frequented the house of God. And she went away bound just like she came in until Jesus passed by. Let me tell you, Jesus is already here this morning. He didn't pass by this place. He took up dwelling in this place. See, I know because I come through the day and I can walk through those double doors and I feel his presence. I know he's here. When you're not here, he's here. Can I take one of the old world's old songs? Can I use it for the spiritual side? That he's walking the floor over you. And he's not sleeping a wink. That is true. I know, Red, you didn't think I could remember back that far. Oh, glory. Um, I talked to her very sweetly, though, because she's the elder. She's older than me. We went to school together. We do know each other very well. Glory. This morning I'm going to do something that I would normally ever do. Like I, I don't know whether I've ever really done this or not. This morning we're going to stand in the end of this. And I, I, I don't know. I hope Brother Zach got it up there in my prayer. I got, there's a prayer up there. I want us to all pray it. Because I think we need to this morning. Some, you know, sometimes we need to verbalize. And I want to, before somebody says, well, I don't, that's a written prayer. I don't want to say it. There's nothing wrong with saying written prayers. You'd be surprised at times in my prayer that I say the Lord's Prayer. You know why? Because there's a greater meaning. Because most people just, you know, say it from memory and never ever think about what it's really saying. And a lot of times in our prayers, we just pray, not thinking about what we're saying. But I, I've got a prayer here this morning that can set us free if we'll do and believe what it says. Because it's the Word of God. See, because we overcome the devil by the Word of our testimony. Amen? I want you to stand with me. We're gonna, we're gonna, you, can all, you can all look at it and you can, we're going to pray this. Because up above then there is a there there's that should be on up someplace. There should be a starting on up. He might not got it all up there, but sister. That's uh, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Amen. The name of this test, the name of this prayer is the right up the beginning. They overcame him by the word of their testimony. I want you to pray this with me. Now I want you to believe it, and I want you to speak it with authority. Satan, I'm a child of God, saved by grace, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, chosen before the foundation. And a of the world and a partaker of his inheritance. I know. Of the saints in light. I am a member 
of the chosen generation. The royal priesthood. The holy nation. Woo! The peculiar people. Showing forth the praises of him who brought us out of darkness unto this marvelous light. I am more than a conqueror. Oh, glory. Woo! Through him that loved us. You are a liar. And the father of lies. The adversary. The enemy, the accuser, you are the prince of this world, the prince of darkness, the prince of the powers of the air. Oh, glory. You are the tempter, oh, serpent, the evil one. You are the ruler of darkness, of this world. And the serpent, the spirit, that now works in the children of disobedience. You have been defeated at Calvary. You are destined for the bottomless pit and the lake of fire forever and ever. Everybody said it ever. In the name of Jesus. I resist and rebuke you and command you to go. Come on, let's worship. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I've been set free. Come on. I've been set free. Somebody say, I've been set free. Come on. I've been set free. Ha, ha, ha. I'm loosed. I'm loosed this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Bishop, do you use that chair, that prayer? Yes, I do. Come on, you'd be surprised how many times I pray that. Because it's real, it's biblical. Come on, it's Bible. I've got authority, I've got power. I can speak the name of Jesus against the enemy and he has to go. He has to loosen me. I'm loosed in the name of Jesus. Come on. I bind you, Satan, and I'm loosed. I loosed in Jesus' name. Glory. Hallelujah. This altar is open this morning. I don't want anybody to go away from here bound. We may not have any music right now, but I'm, I'm loosed. Come on. Let, I think it's time for a celebrate. We need to celebrate our liberty in here this morning. I don't have to be this. I can be loosed. Come on. Thank you, Brother Terry. I can be loosed. I don't have to bow. I don't have to go away from here all dried up and down. Come on, bent low. I can become a new person this morning in Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. I'm loosed. I've been set free. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.